0: Welcome to DigiTalk, a marketing podcast, where we uncover everything you need to know about our industry and how you can make it work for your business. My name is Simon Curtis. I'm the founder of Curtis Gabriel, a full service digital marketing agency, where we're all about adding value in everything that we do. And that's the aim of this podcast. In our first episode, we're going to take things right back to the beginning of our business just so you can get an idea of who we are and where we're at. I'll be having a conversation with my business partner, Roger Gabriel, and I can confirm it's a story like no other. Hi mate, so CG has decided to do a a podcast and you and I have been um, assigned to be the guinea pigs for for this. So, thank you for coming today. How're you doing? I'm very well, buddy. Very well. You alright? Yeah, not bad. Full of full of busy as always. It's always nice to come up to the come come up to the office, you know. So, um and interested to see how how this plays out. So, the idea behind it is that we do a diverse range of digital um, digital marketing across the planet and podcasts are a really good way of getting the message out there. Uh, so here we are basically, and colleagues wanted us to start by talking about the CG, the CG story, which is, I think quite a, quite an interesting one. Certainly is, certainly is quite raw. Yes. So, I mean, believe it or not, CG is actually a decade old. If you remember, I, when we reconnected, I was trading as SR Curtis Limited, um, which, yeah, which we, which I incorporated over a decade ago. Um, which is quite surreal to think where's, where's, where's the last 10 years gone, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah i do think that there'll be a lot of value added with this podcast for digital marketeers um and also people looking to start an agency as well um uh, in many respects i don't think our story will be too different but <clears throat> i think you know if we dig it, if we if we lift the hood up and talk about the cg curse you know all the way through to the late nights and stuff like that i think it will be it'll be quite insightful. Um, as well as, you know, in, in time as we do more episodes here talking about delivery we've done for clients, um, and, and, and so on. So yeah, I think there's no better place to start than us. So, you know, thanks for coming on. I am going to be the one that will be consistent, um, consistently on this. Hopefully I will up my hosting game in time. Um, it's quite, it's actually quite funny because You listen to podcasts and you think, oh God, these hosts, you do talk like shit, but I kind of think you have, you have to, don't
1: you? That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, start, start at the beginning, really, shouldn't we? Yeah. So
0: I guess it starts when we both went to, to Northumbria and, and respectively both decided to get into club promo.
1: Yeah. And I think without wanting to, to bore people with that too much, I think sort of the relevance and, and, and to that, to, to the marketing, especially the digital side and the time that we, we we did that is is probably the important bit. And you know, obviously when was that? It was sort of mid, mid two thousands was it? Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah. Cause you started whilst you are still at uni, cause you are a couple of years younger than me. I had just finished you. I just finished uni and you, you had Newcastle University on lockdown, the posh kids. Yeah. And I had the, uh, I had the, the the yeah. Northumbria. But I actually went
1: to Northumbria obviously, as you know, and, <laughs> uh, right at the beginning, um, you know, the, the younger ones won't remember, but Facebook wasn't open to everyone and it was, um, sort of when it came to the UK, it was red bricks only. So, um, you know, Newcastle got Facebook before Northumbria. Yeah, massive. Um, so, you know, from my point of view, I had to, you know, when we started using that for the groups and, and starting to create the events and things like that, um, obviously I had to use Newcastle students in order to start harnessing that. So, you know, that, that's, that's a long time ago, but that's kind of where, uh, you know, this, this whole story of social media um, started for me and, and obviously for you. Probably not, not too long after, is it? Well, it's
0: interesting because we actually... Because the, the Monday night that I ran at Tiger Tiger, which had like 2,000 students every week, we had to top it up with Newcastle Kids. So we actually were tapping the... using Facebook to tap the Newcastle Kids. Then quite quickly Northumbria was given it. But I think what's interesting there is that you and I commercially use social media right from the beginning, which I don't think there's many people... That, that, that can say so while sometimes I reflect on how CG has become a social media agency and think you know it's it was all you know it's all chance I do think that that grounding that we had and the fact that we've been using social media literally since or Facebook because I remember using Bebo yeah absolutely. so the poly kids were on, were on Bebo so we were using we were using Bebo right back you know we're talking you know we're talking 15, 14, 13 years ago, you know?
1: And the relevance for, for me is, is sort of, you know, basically nights out our social event, social media, social networking. And yeah. so it was that transition of, uh, you know, guerrilla marketing, networking, face to face, transitioning to online. So, you know, it was, it was, it was literally trying to replicate what we were doing more effectively, making savings, you know, basically reaching our audience faster, better, you know, which is exactly what...
0: (laughs) But what what it did, and (laughs) it's a great analogy for traditional versus digital because what we had to do before that was, you know, you used to print 5,000, 10,000 flyers and pepper them around the streets, the halls and and so on. That was incredibly labour intensive and also you know you couldn't be malleable you couldn't um you know versatile once you printed them you printed them whereas with social you could put different messages out but it was all groups back then right at the beginning you know this was a time when facebook pages did not exist you know that pages did exist but around the time that that zuckerberg did his his ipo um and then he went shit i need to monetize this so he ran he then created business pages you know guys like some people that get into digital and get into social media won't even be able to imagine a world where business pages, ad manager didn't exist. But they didn't. Facebook ads didn't weren't around when, even when we first started pushing social media via CG. You know, right at the beginning, ads didn't didn't exist. Um, but yeah, so we th- that's our background, and we obviously met through that. Um, because we weren't competitors, because we um, we were going after completely different markets, um, but we both had a nat- natural distrust and dare I say dislike for the promoters. Um,
1: so we knew each other, but we didn't. Uh, but but that 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 was it. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> a few years later um when was that 2012 must have been 2012
0: 2012 yeah we um we we both got married you know you you got married to Carmen, and i got married to lucy and we both decided we needed to to grow up a bit you'd been you'd been out the the promo game for a couple couple of years longer than than, than i had and anyway we were dragged along to um baby class to nct weren't we and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. What, I could not have been more reluctant to go when I first went there. I don't know how you felt. I was just, I kind of went because Lucy wanted to. You know what?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely not really interested at the time. I can't remember what we learned. I think nothing can really prepare you ultimately, <laughs> uh, for kids and the chaos. Um, so, you know, Probably would advise. It's not the worst thing in the world to do, but also, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if everyone else was as reluctant as us. I think probably no. they probably weren't. To be fair to them. Yeah, I I think a lot of probably modern men a lot mental, more excited. Yeah, yeah I know. So uh, we Quite quite similar like that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, some good came were in this really. So yeah. we're, if, even if it wasn't changing nappies and uh, and uh, and doing other other things. Do you remember? I I mean we learned.
0: We learned a lot about a natural birth which definitely didn't fucking happen oh, for no. either of us but you know it, it it was a good opportunity to um to meet other people that were going through the same thing and i actually think you and i going through becoming parents for the first time you know did really did really help um as much
1: as much as it was growing up it was, yeah. it was it was time to change and, and obviously you know, after those classes, we sort of went, went for a drink at the pub and, and mm. that's where it all really sort of started. Um, You know, you were sort of, I think you had a few things going on at the time. You had a few different roles. I had too much yeah. going
0: on and, you know, we became really good mates by that point And I respected what you had to say. And, you know, I was literally going, I don't know how I can how I can service all this. Cause all I was doing was consulting for, 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 and I was working on the ashes with the cricket I was working, doing some stuff with Newcastle United with the Falcons, the Eagles, um, fluid group, uh, Nova, you know, and, and blooming Ma- Matthew, um, was getting me to do stuff for, for Benfield. And, you know, and I sat with you going, you know, I know I'm not going to be, have as much time on my hands as I, Used to, uh, you know, with uh, the baby on the way, and you. I guess, mate, you know, made some life-changing advice, which was, you know, grow value through staff. I'll never forget it. You, you know, that is what you said, mate. Yeah, fairly, fairly, yeah. I knew
1: what we were in for. <laughs> No, no, I mean, from <laughs> my point of view, again. I just remember this guy who was just sort of, you know, as you say, doing lots of things, consultancy, which is nice, you're independent, you've got your life, you can sort of dip in and out, not that you would dip out much, but as in you could move, and, and obviously, everyone you were working with had some, you know, some real sort of interesting backgrounds, and there were sizable people, you know, for, mm. for the northeast, that was not normal to be involved in in so many things, but obviously on the other side, you could tell, well, you know, clearly he's the guy that's doing it all and it's not sustainable long-term. And, you know, here's an opportunity really to take all these contacts and the network that you've built and the relationships that you, you you sort of developed and, and try and turn that into a sort of a, a large scale independent business, um, which, which led us down, you know, uh, done the initial route of marketing. Obviously, I had a, a, a sort of marketing business yeah. before, which you know, which I got out of, uh, and uh, and um, and you'd sort of obviously done all these sort of consultancy roles, and it just made sense to build an agency. So you know, off we went. Um, yeah, uh, literally
0: eight weeks before the uh, the the kid the what kids would oh, do, you <laughs> me- do you do you remember I remember Charles Penn from um, Sintons. A law firm in in big law firm in Newcastle literally saying to us, You guys are nuts. If you make it, if you know, if you make it given the time of your lives, then you know, fair play to you.
1: Um, I think since then it seems to be a natural thing that people tend to get extremely busy around the time when their kids are coming. It's just na- you know nature's way. Isn't I mean,
0: it? there is an argument to say that you and I both didn't have an office, yeah. so we wanted somewhere to escape. But yeah. I mean, that would be the the cynics amongst people would infer that. I, I don't know. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. Um, but I do think it was the right time and then not that we had much of an office no we had a kitchen in a, uh, in a in a in a in a gym do you remember not being able to go
1: to the loo between sessions <laughs> yeah i mean hilarious for you and i obviously um for our first employee probably less so um, who sat in that kitchen with us um, well we had three at one point because we did it grow to three in there
0: didn't it? well we had Joanne and then we appointed Sherry when we started winning more design work because I think it's worth it's worth noting that we didn't start off as a social media agency we were going to be full service and because that's our background and I, I think it's interesting because I remember a couple of people saying you will need to specialise in something to grow and and. But we didn't know what that was. We were doing a bit of web. We're doing a bit of SEO. Um, I was still involved in supporting sponsorship, activation and sales Like we're doing all sorts. And, but the first proper client that we won was start fitness, which was, you know, it's a big global, you know, sports, uh, uh, e-commerce brand. And, And we had to hire a second designer. So we had Joanne and Sherry in the office. And then they would the yeah, that was at
1: least six, six months in that place. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I can't, I can't really remember, but I'm, I'm sure we kind of said, well, let's, you know, let's just open full service and see mm, where it takes mm, us, which mm. looking back is a really sort of mature thing to do. Really. Um, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you know, I'm good at this, I'm going to focus on that and you know, it, it just seems weird to look back and think that's actually what we did, you know, listen, you know, we're, we're both good at marketing, we've both got marketing backgrounds, Um, let's just, you know, set up and, and see where it takes us, give it a, give it, give it some time and then, you know, and then focus, which in the end is actually exactly what happened. And, you know, as anyone who's ever set up a business knows, that's, that's, you know, that's not, that's very rarely the case where you sort of set out with a plan, even though it's it's sort of a, a, a wide open plan like that. Um, and actually, you know, it turns out, turns out to be reality. So that was good. Yeah. So start fitness, uh, you know, we did lots of events with who else were we were working with at the time.
0: I mean, we did, we did a full redesign for Newcastle Eagles, which was, you know, really, co- you know, I felt quite proud to to kind of go to a game and see the, 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 the full set of branding across so many assets from, you know, huge, um, uh, you know, me. Kind of media boards all the way down to, uh, you know, VIP um, uh, passes. We did some stuff for Apartment Group, which is a big northeast leisure company. Um, we were still doing stuff for Novus Leisure. Uh, we we did all sorts, but I guess, I guess the one to really talk about that changed everything was LA Taxis. Yeah, I I remember.
1: I remember. Do you remember me ringing call. you? Because yeah,
0: yeah. I went. I think we're going to lose this client because my contact has, um, been sacked and you went, just go and see what you can do. Um, and they actually asked me into, um, to say that <clears throat> Steve had been let go. Can, can I show them how to run their Facebook and Twitter? We were only running their web at the time, um, and their SEO. And I went, okay, uh, And I'll never forget it because within 30 seconds of me trying to explain it to them, they were just like, I don't have a fucking clue what you're saying. Um, can you run it for us? And you know, being an entrepreneur, I was like, yeah. And they were like, how much? And I said, well, I'll have to come back to you. And I remember you and I talking and identifying two. you know, one thing was let's try and push for good money but secondly this could be i think by that point to you know going back to the point
1: that we just, we were trying to look for a recurring revenue model weren't we that was um, you know definitely i think having done a few large one off marketing gigs as it were and jobs and projects you know it became pretty evident that some sort of recurring model some sort of specialization as opposed to sort of focusing you know solely on one project for, for a period of time you know with a, with a client the whole sales and sign up process and, and then through to sort of completion of project it, it didn't feel like there's going to be much continuity or, or growth there and i think so we did know that we wanted something
0: yeah. to- no we did we said we didn't want to be hand-to-mouth and i looked at it going you know it's as much work to make a sale for one-off product than it is a reoccurring product and we knew that SEO wasn't where we wanted to go because that was quite a saturated market. It's crowded. And so was design, um, obviously, which, and not particularly know. profitable. The design, what wasn't. So, yeah, this came along, and we offered a price point that they said okay to. What and was that social media? You know, CG social media product was born, and I, we had a dozen clients by that point, and I actually sold it into them and about half of them bit but we were still in the back high street then we're still in that kitchen and we we outsourced it for a while but he was um yeah he he was he wanted to do it his way so we we hired somebody who lasted a day do you remember her name was rosie
1: <laughs> oh well remembered
0: yeah she because she walked in in her high heels um, into the gym because I'd never show. She didn't dare show the office. Like I interviewed her in co- in a cafe near used, used to do all our interviews in there, yeah? And she came in and she lasted two days, um, and then we did the the you know the only sensible thing that we could. We gave it to my wife who was on map. Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah.
0: We still owe her for that. We never we never paid her. You know, one day we'll have to give her some cash for that, dearie me but what was good you, you know jokes aside the thing that that did is uh, that allowed me to stay really close to it to learn the product and then if you look over the next six months that product really evolved we um we gave up the design retainers so
1: that i remember that decision. the designers Just, could you know, work on so absolutely prioritizing sort of you know good income over over the future and i guess that's you know that's that. That's the big one. We believed in it, and um, and we had to make some sacrifices even at that stage, of of sort of design revenue to say, listen, we're we're going to really give this a shot.
0: Yeah, we did, and and that was brave. But e- you know, even going right, we're going to focus on social. You know, you always used to talk about owned media, mm. and social wasn't, and we had to convince people back then that like what they could achieve from it, and. At best, it was a token gesture for most businesses. You know you look at it now and go, especially post pandemic, social media is um, you know a huge part of digital, and digital is pretty much where a full marketing budget is going to. But all those years ago, that wasn't the case. So I had to do an educational sale rather than just a you know a transactional one. Yeah that's it I think you
1: know we got there possibly too early but also you know meant that we were able to sort of develop the product you know so by the time the market was right you know pandemic and even you know probably before the pandemic things things you know that the market had, had sort of changed and, yeah. and was you know so yes possibly a bit too early and, and, and the early sales were, were difficult. But then that's given us, you know, a, a great position where we are now. Yeah, Um. And, and obviously, Agreed. you know, still really struggle to find a professional competitor. Um, you know, when, when, when you look around, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Um, you know, while I'm on that, I guess, I think maybe one of my reservations or, or our reservations and, or, or just general sort of plain obvious is, is probably the low barriers to entry of, of the market. But, you know, and that certainly was the case in the early days, and you had to justify that. Yeah. But, you know, as the platforms have developed, as the media's has developed, as the market has grown, you know, it's, it, it really has become quite a sort of niche space. Um, and, and the, highly the technical and, and, and
0: you're right. And what we did at the beginning to try and combat that low barrier to entry, because you did talk about that a lot, and I agreed with you, is we tried to do more, and go a one man band can't do this because by this point we'd moved to Corsley Street, we had um you know half a dozen staff at least, and and all I had as a competitor, there was there was a company in London and there's a company in Brighton Giraffe Social and then Born Social and then Curtis Gabriel right who didn't have a social in the title which you know. I still stand by our decision to, to go with a, a more traditional um, name. But we hardly had any competitors of, 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 sub, of substance, but one man bands would come in and go and undercut us. Yeah. But we offered um, all the design that we talked about. We offered, um, you know, somebody was available nine to five, but then we also started doing the out of hours stuff which I did. I mean, to, to, to look back and think that, you know, I ran for over a year, I ran the 20 odd accounts, and that's 20 Facebook's Twitters, because uh, Instagram didn't even exist back then. Thank God. <laughs> um, you know, it was a huge amount of, a huge amount of work. But again, it allowed me to learn crisis management and deal with stuff that now, something happens to one of our kind of 300 clients whilst there's no textbook that I can write, I instinctively know what to do. It's interesting.
1: It's really interesting talking about it now. I haven't really thought about it before, but you know, how we had to tackle the competition and obviously, you know, you said these one man bands were sort of undercutting us for price. And we just had to invest in our product more yeah. and more and more. That's what we had to do. We had to throw costs at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was actually the right thing to do. But we probably didn't realise that at the time. Didn't realise that, you know, because you don't know how the story is going to play out. But, you know, looking back, it's, it's you know, that that, that was our sort of defence. And, you know, and then we obviously you know, the, the business sort of kept progressing and, and kept growing. And obviously, you know, that just became part of our service. But, you know, I guess it's, it's, you know it's the it's the nature of competition really you know you, you 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 there's a threat there and you have to improve or or lose and
0: and know. we've we've always done that and we were, we both weren't afraid of reinvesting we could have taken more money we could have done more ourselves but we didn't we always reinvested i mean i remember thinking to myself one day we will be able to take more clients on and not have to hire more staff you know but i'd say that's only
1: happened recently yeah and the truth, you know I think the truth is that that's, that's maybe look again, you know, sort of this retrospective look is, you know, that you kind of have to do that. And that's the cost of, of, of growth and improvement is, 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 is just, you know, adding to your service, adding to your product.
0: But you always said right at the beginning, mate, that you've got this great lifestyle because I was earning good money. I was earning as much then as I am now. But you, you said you're not growing any value and and i kind of that's it i you, you know me i do listen to, to people i respect and i said um and i kind of i i took that and said if we are going to do this we're going to do it properly and we will look at the value uh you know growing value long term right you know so that's that that's sort of how we uh how we went, but I think if you look at milestones, I think the, the LA Taxis one w- w- was one. Um, I then think moving from the uh, Back High Street to Causey Street, because you remember, the it's funny how that office, me and you had one half of it to I don't ourselves. want to
1: talk about it, Simon. It's, it's still too painful. Do you, remember, do you remember staying up all night to build the desks because we couldn't afford? I, I remember we couldn't even take our coats off in there. You know, we'd, we'd come to work in a coat, we'd sit in a coat all day, and, and leave in the coat. It was just that cold. I mean, it was horrific. Um, you know, that warehouse. This, yes, let's we'll just say that it was tough times, and we uh, we we did the legwork.
0: We 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 did, and then we went to then we went to Causey Street because it just took longer than we thought to get there, and we'd
1: moved out and. Oh, it was a nice yeah. moment, though. I mean, you know, uh, uh, whose it, office was that before we took it over? It was one of the local ax- Mike's. Accent.
0: Accent. It's Mike Graham. Yeah. Graham yeah. and you know, and we obviously it took longer because we had to. They they ended. We ended up subletting it from Coastal Retreats, if That's you right, remember. Yeah, and, yeah. But that was great. But it was massive, and and then you know it's funny that it didn't take long actually for us to end up. There was one point when the meeting room that people were interviewed in in Causey Street, by the time they came in, that was their office, you know, when we moved design into the...
1: Well, I remember when I sort of sketched out that office, you know, obviously our our office and a ping pong table, and that was always sort of, uh, you know, one of the big goals. And and unfortunately, that ping pong table... I don't, I don't even know if it made it there. but did the t- You know, we never made it, it there. Didn't, and it didn't um, last that long
0: in a, in in, in Bournemouth House where we are now. Unfortunately. Well, that's
1: it. So from that office, we went from how many were there on day one? I think there was five of us, including us. Six, yeah. uh, six,
0: six. There was yeah. four in one side. Yeah. Me and you in the other, and then we had the we had yeah. the
1: yeah. meeting room. Yeah. And by the time we left. Thirty. Thirty people. Twenty-eight, I think. Um, something like spilling that spilling everywhere it was horrific um, it was uh, but mad. it was—it
0: just wasn't
1: fit for purpose like
0: yeah <laughs> you look back and you think and you know and, and there's people th- th- there are at least half a dozen staff that are still with us now that
1: were um, at more than that at, that were at Causey Street and yeah well that's you know yeah, fair play good. to it, them it keeps the story alive doesn't it yeah it, but I mean, uh, you it, know, it really does. So that was, I mean, w- what dates are we talking, Cause Street? So we've
0: been, we've been at Bowman House for nearly three years. So y- you know, sort of, we've
1: been here two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, and um, so some history repeats itself because we're, we're full again.
0: We're full again. I mean, slightly for different reasons because w- you know, working's changing. We need more breakout rooms and pods for for video conferencing, etc. But we also just. It's just the right time. It's the right time to 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 invest in, in 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 you know better space again.
1: And I'll be I'll be cementing the ping pong table into the floor in the new place. Yeah, you'll have to, mate. It's that's un, gonna... unmovable, unmovable. Um,
0: but but the office has always been a, a, a milestone. But I think there's a there's actually a couple of other milestones um, to reflect on. I think if not the biggest milestone was. So we were working with Hotel Indigo. We were running their social and their marketing director Caroline. Um, uh, that's the marketing director of the management company. Like what she saw, and she invited me down to Birmingham. Um, I didn't know what it was about, but I just decided to prep and did a full appraisal of every single um hotel remember. in their portfolio. Remember that spreadsheet. And then broke it down into different packages. Yeah. And she said that it was. She was impressed by it, and she said, "Look, I'll give you the, I'll give you the work." And I, 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 you know, keep in touch with her. And I asked her, said, "Why did you choose that?" And she said, "You know, you, you wanted it. You, you were passionate, and we, we did. We needed it. We, you know, we knew. I certainly, I knew. I don't know if we ever talked about this that we needed. the The Northeast alone would not sustain our ambitions." Um, but we hadn't got anything at that point outside of um, of, of the East. and winning that contract, and we ended up with clients from Southampton to Edinburgh, allowed us to put a structure together that um, that transcended geography. Uh, take the learnings of how we infiltrated a uh, you know a different community digitally. Um, and, and and had a structure that worked for that. And, and I think had we not won that account,
1: we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, I think that's a big one, you know, geographical boundaries, and being able to break free was a huge step for the business. You know, um, again, looking at competitors in, in London and things, you know, they struggle with 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 how it, how it works elsewhere and having to adapt to that, you know, obviously, we took that to that contract on and having to adapt to it, but also using it as part of our, you know, our, part of our marketing sort of spiel, I guess, you know, to, to other clients and, and, and basically just having that presence, uh, you know, across the UK, just, just open things up completely for us, really.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the best practice that we, that that, that we, that we had, I, I, I think as much as the examples, it was actually the, the learnings that, that I think was was incredibly important, and but I was still reticent. I still felt that we wouldn't be able to do it in transportation. So we still had LA taxis, and we were doing such a good job. And I think the next turning point was actually um, an old uni friend of mine spoke to um, a dispatch, com- a taxi dispatch company to to Je- excuse me to James, who obviously works for us now. Um, and we ended up with a taxi firm in Birmingham and one in Portsmouth. And I, again, I was less confident. I knew that we could deliver for the hotels because it was the same brand. So it was quite turnkey. But I felt that taxi, you know, we did a great job there. And Star Cars and Aqua Cars are still our clients today and paying us good money. Uh, and we deliver a lot of services for them. But that was the next changing because it was a second vertical.
1: It was. And things have changed a lot, but then maybe not changed so much. I think, you know, when you think about that, that market, you think, you know, it was being, it was obviously a very classical, you know, there's a classic image to a, to a taxi company, isn't there? Sort of, you know, uh, cigarettes and waiting rooms and, and then sort of people, people manning the phone and, and obviously, yeah. um, you know, massive disruptor in Uber, and it's still the case now, you know, uh, but a huge sort of digitization of a, of a sort of, of a, of a really sort of traditional industry. Mm. And, you know, the timing was right, our product was right. Um, and, you know, they were sort of able to afford, you know, to, to spend on, on marketing. Um, and so that was, it was a huge turning point. I can't remember the dates exactly, but, you know, we were it, working it went with fast, s- didn't it? It went it fast. It did, it went really fast. So we were
0: we were working with sidecast at the time. I remember getting a call. I was in, um, I was in London, um, working out of one of uh, the Staybridge suites just south of the river. Um, it was snowing outside. I was outside talking, negotiating the, 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 the terms. I, re- I still, I still remember. I still remember it today. Um, I reckon that was 2017. So no, maybe even sixteen. It was four or five years ago. Um, things had moved on by then. Uh, you know, ads were a thing. Uh, you know, and we learned quickly what they needed. They needed. They needed drivers. They needed hyper local marketing. All things that that that, that 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 social could do. And what had changed is rather than just doing the occasional bit of ROI, we were able to go right. If this is what you need, this is how we do it, and and that was a big change, and I think there's a change within the the industry in it. It's shit like that that weaned out the, um, you know the one man bands, um, and but it did breathe more social agencies that did it that did it properly, and but I welcome competition. Competitions, competitions, good, um, and obviously it's nice because we're kind of a leader, a, a, a leader, but. Um, yeah, it was a that was a real turning point, and it and it went crazy. We ended up with nearly a, at one point we had nearly a hundred taxi firms in a year, and that was the growth. That's that's how we ended up having to move. That's the reason we had to move out of Causey Street was because we had so many of those of those clients, and we you know with hospitality we were desperate to find another management company, another interstate. And we got it with SciCast for a while, and then they brought that lunatic marketing director in um, yeah. who, looked <laughs> like she's not who looked like mary poppins um who didn't know what you know agreed to do one thing, then used that as a justification for trying to get rid of us um uh I'm not bitter about that honestly, but um it's funny because we still do work work with some of their, their their hotels now, which is which is which is great. Like, um, but it wasn't really working out. Um, we had a few additional hotels, and I love hospitality, but it's um, hospitality uh, ho- hotels. They a lot of them do have enough resource to do it in house. So whereas you know transportation firms and we, what we tried to do at that point was find what I call kind of big little businesses. So not a huge business that has a a marketing department, um, but ones that still make good money, which taxi and hotels were. So we, you know, we've always done okay in in, in hospitality. We've, you know, we also did some stuff with Shiva, you know, which unfortunately we had to call it a day when the pandemic hit. Um, But then we've got the stuff with Hilton, you know?
1: We did. And at that point we are sort of, I think, starting to tease out into Europe a little bit, but Europe, Europe, well, not that Europe wasn't enough. It's a different beast, isn't it? But, um, the U S came calling, didn't it, Si? It didn't. It did. Um, and I
0: still laugh to this day, cause you know, I, I genuinely don't think that you guys I th- I I think be honest
1: with me. I think you just felt I wanted a trip to Vegas. I'll be honest with you. I, I still think you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's you know, there's no doubt. It was just super exciting. There's no way to keep, you know, when you decide to take a business to the United States of America, and you know, go down that path. There's there's no way you can't be excited about it. It's 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 huge, and it's I think every person's dream to. Establish a business, and, and you know, maybe not everybody's dream, but you know, it is a dream, it's a scenario which is just doesn't happen to that many people to be able to launch a business, um, you know, in the US, mm. and so there's no doubt that it's, it's hugely exciting and that can, um, you know, distract. But you know, you, you weren't there, you're foc- you you were focused, you know, as, as you always have been, um, you know. As as we saw, you know, the very first day in the pub when when you started, you know, the way you're talking about your clients and what you wanted to do, it was it was obvious, clear and obvious, um, that that you were going to go there to do a job and not mess about. However exciting it is, you know, yeah. um, there's just no no doubt about that.
0: And it would have been so. easy to look at it and go, "He was on a jolly." I mean, I ended but this up. This is your jolly.
1: That is your jolly. Selling your business is your jolly. Because it's like, my, my I, passion. Know, exactly.
0: But I ended up meeting. I ended up at a party in a mansion with Mike Tyson at that, at that show. Cause you know, I went to a show in, in, in Vegas, but it's, it was the way that I had grew, grew this business. Um, go, go to, go to shows, identify the, the movers and shakers, get to know, know them, build a relationship and understanding and, and go. I think what was interesting is I was more successful at that show than I thought I was going to be um, because I remember going and being really, really nervous um, because I thought, you know, you look at the U.S. back then because it had always been an ambition of mine um, and I looked at the U.S. and thought, you know, you think Silicon Valley, Wall Street and Hollywood and the brand of the U.S. is very intimidating and I thought these guys are just going to be so advanced compared to the U.K., and I went to this show and I was like, ended up shitting myself, but for a different reason. I was like, they're not gonna understand this. And it wasn't just the industry, you know, because it's the same. And and any any anybody that knows marketing knows that actually the UK is more advanced than the US when it comes to digital. Um, but that ended up being an opportunity. I found the right people. I met the right people. I went out and, and you know, drinking with them and show, you know,
1: doing what, what we've done over the years with, with people. And uh, having a good time, but having a good time means coming home with the bacon, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise but, it's not a good time. But I did come home with the bacon, but I needed to go
0: out and see people um, again, just to get stuff over the line. And I remember, you know, I remember everybody being, you, you know, the other board members being a little reticent about that. Well, at this
1: time we, you know, we, we'd taken a decision and obviously we'd taken on investment from third party for the first time, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'd we gone under our own steam from day one and, uh, and obviously, but at this point we decided to, to bring other people on board and take on extra investment and, uh, and invest that in growth and suddenly, you know, it becomes a little, you know, when you're spending your own income, it's, it's, that's your own sort of, you know, you, you, you've earned that and you can spend it when you're, Borrowing or you know mm-hmm. in order to do it, it's it's a slightly different killer fish. So, um, yeah, and obviously the costs involved with, with going transatlantic were, we're high. Um, they, know, they, on they regularly, yeah. yeah. And the acquisition costs, you know, for the first client, it's probably three trips. You know, uh, and if you think, you know, how long's how long is one social media retainer gonna you know, gonna take back? But obviously, you know, things things we had to get. You have to get your first client, and unfortunately, things have, have snowballed since since then. So. Um, it know. was expensive though there's no two ways about it but
0: so now the u the, the u s and the u k as two p ls are equally you know are, are, are equally yeah. successful i guess but it's really interesting reflecting on it because you know the story goes that by this point um, Matthew had invested so Matthew Squires. So um, Matthew I would
1: say you know just to rewind Matthew probably I would say it's, Matthew allowed us to invest and grow nationally I think that was kind of that time 2016 2017.
0: That was before because we opened the office in London um, you know we sent That's one of what we sent one of our own down um, you know who just used our money to, to move down there thanks Catherine <laughs> I still keep in touch with this so um, I, I'm, uh, you know uh, but but having that presence in London and, 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 and it's interesting because at the time we didn't have a big enough reputation for anyone in London to take us seriously so we kind of had to have a London office. We don't now. It's really interesting. No one gives a shit. Um, and I don't know whether that's times have changed or the fact that CG has a you know an international reputation. That's probably a bit of both. But Matthew did allow us to do that and I think it was a great... You know, and it also gave us some good PR. You know, Benfield is a big northeast success story. Um, you know, and he he was a good fit good fit for us. Um, he came in, and it was another part of that journey. But it did give us that national presence, not just via interstate, because that's when we won. On the back of that, that's when we won. Um, you know, we won Cycas, we won Shiva, we won. T- uh, ultimately Taste of Hilton, which is now, you know, our most, uh, you, you, you know, that, that gives us a presence in, you know, Europe, Middle East and, Af- and Africa working directly with some, you know, some really impressive people within hospitality, but that came from Matthew. But then obviously we, I guess what we haven't done is talked about any of the personal, um, stuff that went on at the, at the same time. And, You know, we didn't have it easy between, you know, we won't go into details, but both of us suffered some pretty tough shit during those years. I mean, we used to call it the CG curse. I mean, you know, with these lights on, I can see the scar on your forehead, mate, like, (laughs) I noticed that earlier, actually. But you fell off a two story building. Um, yeah,
1: that was you good, know, wasn't
0: it? We both had stuff going on with the kids, you know, parents. Yeah. The list could go, on. I don't want to make this morbid, but... We, <laughs>
1: but, but, but it was tough times. And it I was think tough it, times, but out of tough times, uh, you know, came came decision to... Uh, what how do you want to call it? Professionalize a little bit as well the business. You know, bring in some experience that we didn't have. You know, we are entrepreneurs, both, exactly. and you know, not not corporate corporate boff experience. I don't want to call yeah. So we brought in a corporate boff. We did,
0: which was Martin, who is um, you know our CEO. It's probably not a traditional CEO post, um, but
1: he got it, and you know. Yeah, his background was 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 an FD at a, yeah. at a, you know in a, in a local company listed company you know really fantastic experience um, and and just absolutely required I think to, to sort of help us grow so I, I stepped down from that role or stepped aside um, and yeah. uh, and and you and, and him work you know obviously very closely together and uh, through that we were able to sort of uh, you know tidy tidy the business up package it up bit more neatly and, and, and get some investment in that stage.
0: And put the structures in place. So, you know, the HR function, the finance function, all these things, And but you'd never work full time on CG, but he did, and what that allowed me to do is not deal with some of the stuff that
1: I was dealing with and go out and sell full time, which did contribute to the growth. I thought you were going to talk about our previous HL policies and, and structures um, to, to keep it light. Yeah. No, maybe we shouldn't go there. The uh, I, I,
0: I, do, I, I don't know, mate. I think it's no, essentially,
1: uh, you got two guys, you know, busy guys trying to run an entire business and and finding their way, you know, suddenly we had 30 people, 25. You know. And we'd
0: never done, uh, you, you know, you're absolutely right. And and the thing is, what people don't realize is, is there is, a, a, there is always a lag. You, you get somewhere, then you have to catch up. Yeah. And the fact is that we had to deal with HR function. For I mean, how HR function was me chatting to my sister in law who was in HR for advice, and you know, it is it is really difficult. And you could, you know, one one wrong move, especially in these days, you you know, you can. So it's hard. I think you know, being an entrepreneur and managing growth and. This that whole piece can be covered under because it wasn't just HR function. It was how we were doing finance and everything. It's like managing growth. It's actually almost easier to run a business that isn't doing that well than running a
1: business that was having double digit growth yeah, every month. Exactly. I think that lag point is, is spot on. You know, we, we 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 we've grown in spurts over the years, and and you know some some areas left were left behind and, and and anyway, so we we rectified that. So and you did, and you and it was it was the right call. I remember
0: you saying, "Look, I think we should do this." Uh, you know, we nearly didn't do it because you know I'm <laughs> I'm very selective of who I who I work with, um, and you know Martin is so polar opposite to me. It was nearly too much, but something deep down felt right, and we almost you, you know did a did a dance beforehand that allowed us to to sort of understand each other where we're going to going to fit and 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 so on and it's worked we wouldn't be here without that we wouldn't be here without all the things we've talked about um you know they're all the recipe to this success we're now enjoying but martin coming in and doing that and and uh, allowed me to focus more on BizDev at the time and travel the UK, selling taxi clients and, and yes. uh, hospitality. So less glamorous side. Yeah. Less but, shared
1: on LinkedIn, perhaps. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, but <laughs> yeah, but we did go into Europe as well. I think it's important to say that we we did a deal with IHG. We were looking after IHG's lifestyle brand, so we ended up running, um, doing stuff in Hotel Indigo Berlin. Hotel Indigo, Paris in the Fashion District. You know, we we you know we had the clients in Jer and in, you know in, in, in Jersey, we did branch out. And that was a, a big moment for us because we were able to handle other language and handle international. And that's what gave me the confidence to go to the US. Um and we went to the US and it worked and we ended up now we've got fifty clients over there in everything from a, from a concrete foundation company in Texas to a charity that looks after, spe- uh, you know, sp- special forces, luxury transportation, hospitality clients, a printing company. You know, we, we, we have the same business we have in the UK, in the US now, which I guess I've never really reflected on. And it's like, bloody hell, that's, you know, it's great. It it something great. to look it back great. to. There's
1: clearly, you know, there's clearly a demand. So so long, long may it last, really, and, uh, you know, long as people need good social, we'll be there for them. So that that that's brilliant. Um, I think we should probably start to wrap things up. We've been yeah, here a nice little while. It's, and, it's uh, been
0: really it's been really good to 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 to, to, ram- to reminisce, mate. I think.
1: Well, in all fairness, we did this not so long ago uh, on a, on a phone call, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we we've, we've sort of selected the bits. That yeah, can, there's uh, some we can handle, but some of the stuff uh was 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 really, really painful. Yeah, I think, we'll, uh, save me- we'll save them
0: for the we'll save them for the for the memoirs.
1: Some of our early clients and what we had to do uh in order to keep this thing going um we, we won't we won't bore you with those, but uh, safe no. to say it was yeah. uh it wasn't all uh all plain sailing, glitz and glamour.
0: No, it wasn't. You know, for uh, you you know business class flights to Australia and um uh know, and so, and, and, and so forth. But nor is any business, and I think it, it's important if anyone has, you know, listened to all of this and they're starting a business. I always try and tell people about the shitty times because businesses that make it, most businesses fail. Let's not forget that. And businesses that make it, it's so easy to talk about the glitz and glam, you know, but that's not what, it's the same with kids. I don't talk about, to, to, pay, to people, I don't talk about the nice stuff. I talk about how fucking hard it is because people need to know and business is hard and sacrifice and dark days. I mean, I, I you know, because we've done well now. I've got a, um, I bought a picture for my office at home, which is an iceberg. And on the top, it has success. And it lists all the things underneath it that, you know, re- re- rejection and, and, you know late nights early mornings all that shit and just to remind me um because you do need to you know I'd I'd advise anybody to have a go if they've got their own business you should always have a go but you need to go in with your eyes open so I think it's important that you know we don't need to go into all that shitty detail but you know there were some very very difficult moments uh, and difficult times but you know, on speaking about difficult times, the pandemic. Um, you know, I think we can't wrap up without just giving a nod to that, and I, I think, the the duplicity of the pandemic for Curtis Gabriel has been fascinating. So, on the one hand, most of our clients back in March twenty twenty, you know, ceased trading. We we reduced packages. We made use of furlough, but then the flip side was. You know the digitalization of everyday consumer behavior um it it stuck a knife in traditional marketing in my opinion and we're sat here with you know one of you know the biggest uh you know social media agencies in the uk a global company and we've done you know we've kind of it it has accelerated some of our growth um which i if you Talk to me this time last year when I was working, you know, 18-hour days, seven days a week to save the business because we didn't have any bloody clients left. I would never have thought, you know, it's been, it's been a fascinating mad. 12 months.
1: Mad year, mad year. But as we sort of, I guess, move, moving out of that, fingers crossed, um, these, these last few days, Any um, what are what are your thoughts? What are the plans? What are the move- What are the movements? Well,
0: basically, right now, we are welcoming... Clients back that we've been on reduced packages or suspend suspended con- contracts, so we're enjoying that. But we're also finding a lot of companies that use traditional marketing for lead generation are now moving over to us because of the our ability to to really look at data. And you know how you talked about at the beginning, how uh, you know to do it properly isn't just about the fluffy stuff, the creative and the messaging, and you know doing great you know re you know reels on instagram and, and 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 so on it's it's about the the links between web and social and and how email can fit into that and and and, and you know uh tr- traffic but then met measuring success um split testing a b testing but then how clever can you be with the data journey and building custom audiences on Facebook based on different landing pages and then reverse engineering data so clients can understand it more and and everything to do with that and that's been something that we've always been able to do but no one's been really interested in and in the last few months it is something that we are a lot of people are really getting interested in you know, you know, the great hack, the, the, um, the, the Netflix series when Cambridge Analytica, now they, they did something completely unethical, which was, um, they built custom audiences, um, but unethically because people were just filling in a, what they thought was like a questionnaire, like, you know, what kind of, um, uh, bird are you by filling stuff in, they were actually profiling, um, people and, um, and then identifying from the profile and building a custom audience of people that they felt that they could sway to win an election in specific swing states and and and, 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 and areas. We don't obviously do any of that, but what we can do is, um, you know, send traffic to run specific ads to specific people and send traffic to landing pages based on d- different ads will resonate with different populations, or even running ads within a larger custom audience, um, and then building sub custom audiences, or if if they're going on a data journey, if they have, I don't know, they've filled out, you know, filled out half a form and gone away, we can re re re-target them, or you know, uh, execute a checkout but not actually purchased, you 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 name it, and that ability to be that 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 targeted and understand the data, it's not just about boosting a post to people within a the five mile radius who were 20 to 30 and hope that some come like it used to be. This is about, um, you know, custom audiences, lookalike audiences. And, and that's, that for me is the
1: future of, uh, of marketing. Yeah. It sounds like a natural evolution. It's, um, it's just, you know, the, the bar keeps moving and we've got to keep moving with us and be uh, at the front of us.
0: I mean, how many times have we changed our product? Yeah, You know, f- when, f- Massive changes with Facebook, massive changes with Instagram that make we have to make wholesale changes. And you know, and it, it for some people, remember,
1: you know, having to convince our first clients to say, Listen, we, you know, the, the Facebook and, and, and has changed, we need to put an ad budget, oh, you know, and, and trying to squeeze 50 foot out of them. Now, when you approach people, that it's, it's almost they know how it works, they know that they need the expertise in order to manage. Mm-hmm that spend you know we don't get that
0: anymore it's really interesting we used to get well, why do we need to pay for that budget when we're paying for you now it's like um, well you know you need to pay for us so you can actually get decent bang for your buck. because yeah. what I just talked about there that's scratching the surface of what we can do um, you know we're Facebook accredited we you know everybody has passed exams that, you know we've got paid specialists now that you know yeah, but
1: also the agency, and this is what we knew from, from day one, is, you know, somebody finds not everything is, is, you know, it's not like Facebook hand out the, you know, uh, a roadmap to the perfect post or, or you no. know, it's it's trial and error. And when you've got 50, 60 people uh, working on this day in, day out, and that information flows, and that's obviously, you know, a huge part of uh, the value here.
0: I would actually argue that Facebook make it quite difficult yeah. for you to be able to, 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 to get value for money from their ads, because if people don't know and have to spend more to get what you know so they have to offer it but they don't make it easy and that's where we you know that's where we one of the many things and then it almost comes full circle because you know ads can be optimized by creative you know so the 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 two go hand in hand but there's no two ways about it this last 12 months to repeat myself everyday consumer behavior has, has 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 gone online and that's not going away you know, you, I, I look at four big things that have happened in the last two decades. Um, social media, smartphones, Wi-Fi, the pandemic. And those four things have um, digitalized the world. So digital marketing is the way. So, and we're just going to keep, keep growing. We're going to keep investing in our team um, and yeah. looking forward to seeing where th- things, are, things are going. Definitely. Hopefully with a new office as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's this. we we'll probably won't give too much away at this point, but yeah, Don't a few things in the it. pipeline. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. exciting times. Good stuff, Sy. Si. Listen, yeah. that's been good. Nice little trip down memory lane there, without without too much uh, too much sadness and um, dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll save that one for a different podcast. Um, yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Nice Alrighty. one.
0: Thanks very much for coming coming along, mate. It's good to see you. Top man. Cheers, bye. Cheers, bye.